0: Well, hello there and welcome to LawPod brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers. I am Lee Hadjimantelis, the principal of Bryden's Lawyers. And today we have with us one of my more senior members of the firm and the most recent associate, Ashley Judo. Welcome, Ashley.
1: Thank you, Lee. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, Ashley, you've been with the firm for a little while now.
1: Yes, just going on almost three years.
0: And you are now head of the superannuation and TPD division. Correct. And today we'll be speaking about superannuation and TPD, an area of law that you enjoy.
1: I absolutely love it.
0: And it's got a bit of a crossover, doesn't it, with the other areas of personal injury that we do here.
1: It does, like workers' compensation.
0: Well, we'll have a discussion about that, no doubt, in due course. Let's start at the beginning. So what you need to do is tell us and our listeners, what are superannuation, TPD, and also income protection claims?
1: Okay, so superannuation is money set aside by your employer throughout your working life for you to live on once you retire. TPD, which is known as Total and Permanent Disablement, and Income Protection is an insurance benefit found through your super. It is usually a default insurance, however, that is not always the case. You can apply for TPD and income protection insurance directly through insurers without a superannuation account, which they are often referred to as retail policies. Now, the difference between the two is that TPD is a lump sum payment and income protection is in most cases a monthly payment over a specified period. To gain access to both of those insurances, you have to have stopped working as a result of an injury or illness.
0: All right, now just on that point then, the injury or illness does not necessarily have to be work-related, does it? No, not at all. So it does not have to be a workers' compensation claim that leads into a superannuation TPD claim? Correct. So if you're a worker, for example, and you suffer an illness, whatever it might be, or a heart condition, a stroke, or whatever the case is, and you cannot work, then you will qualify under your superannuation policy to make a claim for these benefits?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Okay. Now, can someone have multiple claims at the one time?
1: Yes, they most definitely can. The only thing we need to look out for, though, is these days insurance companies have added in an extra clause within their policies, which sometimes prohibits an individual from making multiple claims.
0: So my understanding is over the years that these policies have been reviewed and reformed from time to time, but of course any reform of the various definitions and entitlements is always to the detriment of the injured person, of course. Yes. That goes without saying. Yeah. Uh, fair enough then. All right. So the firm, of course, does a lot of workers' compensation, motor accident claims on behalf of people who are working, injured, unable to work. And that's the crossover then between personal injury and superannuation.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So yeah. in addition to their workers' compensation benefits, they can go and claim superannuation and TPD benefits. Yeah.
1: And it's something that we can do the claims concurrently. We don't have to wait for one claim to end. We can do them together.
0: No, I think a lot of people are unaware of that. And that, that applies also to motor accident victims, for example. If you're involved in a motor vehicle accident, you're unable to work as a result of that and you qualify it, you can also bring a concurrent superannuation yeah, TPD claim. correct. All right. Now, the amount of benefit, the quantum of the, the claim, how is that determined?
1: That will be determined at the time the insurance cover is applied. There's usually no specific term because this insurance cover is usually obtained as default through your employer when you start a new job. So it'll just depend what arrangement your employer has in place with that specific super fund.
0: All right. But the value of the claim though, is that preset in the policy document itself or not? No. Okay. All right. But with a income protection policy, it would be?
1: It would be, it correct. It would de-
0: determine how much per month that you would be receiving whilst you're off work? Correct. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So tell me about superannuation from your perspective then, all these sorts of claims from your perspective. And you enjoy them?
1: Yes. I honestly love them. So
0: how did you end up working? working in our superannuation division, we're now heading it.
1: Well, I actually fell into the area of law and I've just run with it and absolutely loved it.
0: Because it's not only the application, of course, of various policies to particular fact situation, there's a lot of medicine involved.
1: There is, so I do have a background in medical negligence. Also have worked in motor vehicle accident claims, public liability, which requires you to review medical evidence frequently. So with a background in having already done that, having come to the superannuation division, I found that quite easy to do.
0: Because under all of these policies, there is a definition, isn't there, as to the level of incapacity that needs to be met by the injured person?
1: Yes, and this is done through the medical Absolutely. So the
0: the medical evidence that we recover has to be specifically directed to that definition to make sure that it complies? Yes. Okay, all right. Well, what's your favourite part of working in the superannuation TBD division?
1: It would be the client's so i just love assisting the individuals and the families during such a vulnerable time for them which is also their most difficult and desperate time in life so it's very rewarding
0: very pleasing to hear now of course we're chatting through this pandemic which has impacted all of us and it's also led to a number of government initiatives one of them concerning superannuation but just generally speaking how does someone if they can access their superannuation early?
1: So generally there's a few options people have. So as a result of severe financial hardship, so that's sometimes if people can't pay their mortgage, there is compassionate grounds such as medical expenses if someone can't afford their surgery and also for terminal illness or permanent incapacity.
0: All right now during COVID of course there has been a lot of financial pressure brought to bear on many within our community and so the government did make it easier for them to access their superannuation payments is that correct?
1: Yes they did. So what's,
0: what's the position now?
1: Still the same so to be eligible to claim as a result of COVID, on or after 1 January 2020, you have either been made redundant or your working hours have been reduced by 20% or more, or you're a sole trader and you're a business who was suspended and there's been a significant reduction for that.
0: And I think they're allowed to claim for 1 and yeah, so two years is it now?
1: You're able to apply once to access up to ten thousand of super in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty.
0: Okay. Now of course people have to be aware though that if you do draw on your superannuation now early, it will impact on the amount that you actually get paid out upon retirement.
1: It will. So we always recommend that people obtain financial advice before they go ahead.
0: I think that's very sound advice. All right well look we've spoken about physical injuries sort of illnesses that people can suffer or motor vehicle accident victims and the like but they're all the physical injuries of course that impact on someone's ability to work but it's not just physical sometimes is it there's also psychological injuries that people do suffer whether or not work related or otherwise which can also lead then can it not to a superannuation claim.
1: Correct it most definitely can so some of the common psychological injuries we see are people who are suffering from depression, anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder.
0: So the same rules apply to psychological injuries?
1: Exactly the same.
0: So again we get medicine from their treating psychologist or psychiatrist and we have to make sure that that medicine actually fits in with the relevant definition under the superannuation policy which provides for the TPD payout.
1: Yes correct.
0: In your experience is there any difference in the way that insurers or trustees deal with a psychological injury as opposed to a physical injury?
1: They tend to deal with the psychological injury claims a lot quicker.
0: Is there any resistance? Do you find any resistance though by insurers?
1: with psychological, not so much.
0: Okay, because my experience has been over many, many years, of course, is that there is a perception, I think, on the part of some insurers that once the claim is complete, the psychological condition will also benefit, that the person will get better once their claim is over. Now, from our perspective, we never know whether that's right or, or not because we never see the, the yeah. person. So after they've suffered, say, a work injury or a motor accident type injury, and they suffer a significant, psychological injury, the insurers always argue that once the case is over, they will improve. But as I say, we don't see these people. So I was just wondering, and and I'm very interested to note what you say that the insurers don't seem to take a difference no, point they, of view.
1: No, they honestly don't. They seem to. I think from a medical perspective, proving psychological injury is quite difficult, and it's different for every individual as to how long those injuries are going to be impacting their life. So, what the insurers mostly want to see with these types of claims is evidence from a psychiatrist. They are a bit reluctant if they've only received evidence from a psychologist. Okay.
0: The qualifying period, though, for absence from work or inability to work to claim superannuation benefits is what?
1: There's usually a waiting period of at least three months, three to six months.
0: So you're off work for three to six months because of this injury or illness. Does the medicine need to establish that you will never work again before a claim can be made?
1: Unlikely to ever work again.
0: Okay, so it depends again back to the definition under the relevant policy. So most policies that we see now provides for that you are unlikely to be able to return to employment. Correct. Is it the type of employment that you were undertaking prior to the injury or illness or is it any employment that they're concerned with?
1: The insurer will take into account your previous education or experience. So
0: That's fair enough, isn't it? I mean, because yeah. I mean you, you should take a realistic stance on these claims that if a person by reason of their education or qualifications or experience is limited to a particular area and they are never able to return to that sort of work. Correct. You shouldn't impose upon them an obligation to go out and to do any type of work for which they may or may not be suited. Correct. Okay. All right, now in relation to superannuation TPD TBD claims, they are federally mandated, aren't they, in the sense that they're covered by the Commonwealth schemes as opposed to individual states. Yes. So that means that the same laws apply to a claim in New South Wales as it does to Western Australia or South Australia or Tasmania. Yes. Okay, which is very interesting from our perspective because we do work within Western Australia, South Australia and Tasmania as well, don't we? Yes, we do. So anyone that we see, for example, in relation to a claim, a superannuation claim or TBD claim in these states can simply contact us by the usual means, whether it be by telephone or email or, or through our social media contacts, and then we can actually bring a claim for them as well. Yeah, we can. And the same laws apply, the same principles apply, get your medicine together, make sure it, it fits in with the policy definitions and lodge a claim.
1: Yes, correct.
0: All right. We've had incredible success, haven't we now, for some time in terms of our claims lodged on behalf of insurers.
1: We have.
0: And I don't want to embarrass you, but I think that's because of the standard of the submissions which you've been able to create and lodge on behalf of our clients. Would you agree with that? No, I, I get I'd that. like
1: to. Well, no, I
0: think it is. I can speak <laughs> firsthand because I've seen them. But I think a lot is to be said about the, the standard of the submissions that are made on behalf of a client. And To explain to our listeners, submissions are the representations that we make based on the evidentiary material available to establish compliance with the particular policy. That is, we're we're convincing the insurance company that it's a legitimate claim, fits in with the policy, and the person is entitled to be paid out. Yes. And so by doing that up front, we avoid unnecessary dramas with litigation, for example.
1: Yes, we very rarely go to court.
0: Because if the claim is denied, but we're of the view that it shouldn't be denied, then of course, one of the avenues of seeking redress is then through the courts. Yes. Which of course involves the client in a lot more time and expense, which we want to avoid. Correct. So the better the job that we do up front with our initial submissions, the more prospects there are of actually getting a good outcome.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Perfect. Well, as I said, it's a credit to you and your team. All right. Well, look, thank you very much for joining with us today.
1: No, thanks for having me. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have.
0: And thank you to all our listeners for listening to yet another episode of Law Pod. And of course, we will be having another one next week. If there's any particular subject matter that you would like us to address, please contact us directly at lawpod at That's our email address. Or alternatively, follow us on social media, which includes all platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Lee hedge Metellus On behalf of Brydens Lawyers, I thank you for listening.